Welcome to another episode of the Florida Culture Podcast, a soccer podcast for us, by us. Talk about the connection between black soccer and the culture today. You got your boy here, Grego. Chico on the ones and twos. Coach Tony's back in the crib. Ringo here. How y'all liberal blacks doing today? Bro, we hey, a black ass inside. I'll tell you bro, that. Bro, we back. Hey, we inside Cinco de Mayo, and hey, we turning up, baby. Who's hey. hey. Negro de Mayo. <laughs> what we all, what we all drink? I got my margarita going. Y'all know I had my tacos earlier. Mm. I got my compost kit on. And it's a fake compost kit. You can't get more Mexican than that, baby. <laughs> yo, I'm hey yo, I'm sipping, I'm sipping out the culture mug. You know what I'm talking about? The Club America kit. You know what I mean? I'm drunk, I'm faded, man. What's dated, baby? Look at DK switching lanes over there. What, is he back here bouncing? Is he back here bouncing over there? <laughs> I, I got me some bottle margarita. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, it's a good thing that y'all aren't out at Piedmont right now. I understand that Piedmont Park was pretty much popping today. Bro, and y'all ain't know. Bro, Georgia's back. We open, baby. Hey, bro. Yes, sir. <laughs> Trader Joe's is popping, man. I went to Trader Joe's. <laughs> hey, TK, hey, TK was in Trader Joe's. No mask on. In there. Mask off. Just Fuck raw dogging. Just raw dogging in the store. <laughs> TK, what you got there? TK, you got some cashews? These are the pecan pralines, man. Shout out Trader Joe's, bro. I, they almost got the sponsorship for this episode. I'm just going to shoot. Black man and his nuts. Can't get in way with that. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And North uh, Avenue got me a little Popeye's chicken uh, chicken sandwich for lunch. And Piedmont was popping, man. Everyone on the bikes. There were like little small clusters of fucking not social distancing. It was great. It was great. <laughs> God, you're black. Did you get a haircut too? I need to haircut too, TK. <laughs> gorilla looking. If I turn the spotlight on, y'all see my. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, he's social distancing light. <laughs> What's because, up, Greg? Just because you're in groups does not mean you're social distancing. Like that shit is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. I'm like, I know you. Want, I know everybody want to go outside and go to the parks and you know be out of the house, but yo. Like we've been saying the past few weeks, be smart about this shit because ain't like there's a vaccine out there and the drugs out there for it ain't, ain't confirmed yet. So, hey, and plus the shit killing black folks and we out here in line for fucking Jordans. Oh. Like, yeah, like, you're right. For us out there, do not play with this shit. Like, yo, hey, but honestly, hey, seriously though, like, hey, the white listeners. Like America's great again, cause black folks ain't outside, man. Cause like white folks is everywhere right now. Like white folks is like, oh my, what a time to be alive. <laughs> so, have you noticed though that like all the like the black female mayors, they're, they're the ones that's t- telling everybody keep your ass at home. It was Atlanta, Chicago, New Orleans, San Francisco. They said all of me like. Stay your ass home. I forgot the whole acronym. Say, put your motherfucking blast, black ass home before I beat your ass. All that shit. But, but Greg, but, but the governors, though, the white governors are saying it's okay to go back out, bro. We're open. 
Like, seriously, man. Like, Georgia, like, we're going insane. Like, hey, this past weekend, like, any of the listeners from Georgia, it, like, folks are outside. Accidents again. There's traffics. Motherfuckers are shooting again. It's like, bro, we back. Hey, pit bulls are loose in the neighborhood. Bro, pit bulls are just roaming, just like, yo, what up? Bro. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. I I went to Walmart today, nigga, in the Jays, nigga, because I had to let them know. Hey, know. <laughs> we, hey, we back, baby. <laughs> so, hey, y'all, y'all catch uh, four, five, and six episode? Uh, I ca- I caught five. I caught four. Hey, I caught four, and I caught five. I haven't watched six yet. Okay, okay. we're gonna slow down. Reel it back, Tony. Here I go. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. You they, know my They finally went into something that you know especially for me as someone that's actually from North Carolina, that shit kind of hits home for a lot of people because they went into the issue of like Republicans black, uh, buy sneakers too that Jordan said like uh, back in the 90s when um, uh, what that was, was uh, uh, there was a black candidate running for a Senate, Harvey Gantt, running against the notorious Jesse Helms, notorious for segregation, all that shit, Jim, Jim Crow and all that. And uh, they were basically looking for Jordan to give an uh, endorsement of Harvey Gantt, and he wouldn't do it. And the line that he gave that kind of is still kind of dogs him to this day is Republicans buy sneakers too. And, you know, I have, I have mixed feelings about that just because like I said, as someone who saw that as a kid, it didn't really hit me back then as it does now, but here's something that I just kind of, they kind of spin things a little bit because after the civil rights movement of the 60s, I really do think that like, you really didn't see a lot of activism like that in pro sports, at least not here like that. Like outside of like Jim Brown and Kareem, it was like, it, like, it died down like a whole lot for a minute. Like you didn't see Magic doing it. You definitely didn't see OJ doing it. You didn't see Jerry Rice or Walter Payton really doing it. Like for a long time, you really didn't see any of us really stepping out there like that when it came to Rigo, but we, we know why that is though i mean like we had gotten to that point when i say we quote unquote loosely and i'm talking about the black athlete mm-hmm. we had gotten to that point that we are the million dollar athletes we were the top athletes within our profession we are you know we are getting all this fan attention and stuff like that and people were you know buying our shoes and t-shirts and everything like that and so it, we had not to say that we had made it, but we did make it to a certain point. So that's why it wasn't like that same level of hunger. You know what I'm saying? Even when like, if you talk about Muhammad Ali back in the sixties and stuff like that, I mean, yeah, he was the, he was pound for pound, the greatest champion in the world, but he was still being called an N-word. Yo, I, I'm not black. I'm OJ. You know what I mean? The, the athletes, they, they didn't care. When you reach that certain level, like like Tony, like you're saying, you reach that certain level, it's like I didn't care what was going on in regards to like social, you know, injustice. I'm black, you know what I mean. I'm rich. I'm rich, bitch. I would say for myself, and you, and I was I was hurt when MJ made that comment back in the day. Like I, because at that same time, I was a little kid. I was an impressionable kid. I was you know from the age of eight to fourteen years old. I was begging for a black superstar hero. And I was, I grew up in a family where 
Now, my godmother, her grandfather was an owner of a Negro League baseball team. He owned the Homestead Grays, Cumberland Posey. So I grew up with this passion for Negro League baseball. So Jackie Robinson was obviously one of my heroes growing up. So I always felt like a top star athlete should have, not only should you be the best, but you should have also a level of like, yo, I'm going to fight for the system or against the system, I should say. But when you get to the 90s and stuff like that, like late 80s, 90s and stuff like that, that wasn't there because also society-wise, we were quote-unquote kind of making it. And I say kind of. No, yeah, we had Martin Luther King birthday. You know, Martin Luther King birthday was officially in the mid-80s. You know, yeah, we had all these little things that were getting better. Not to say we made it. During the 90s, the Clinton era, man, it was the rise of the black middle class. Right. So it it was like... Especially here in Atlanta. Especially here in Atlanta. Yeah, here in Atlanta, like, I mean, like, black folks was making it here in Atlanta. It was black mecca. So it was like, yo, I'm making money. Why should I comment on the black struggle? I'm good. I finally got an invite to the country club. Right. No, and you're... you say that loosely, but that is an actual factual thing. People were yeah. literally getting those invites to the country club. Yeah. And so, I mean, when Michael said that statement, for me back then, like I said, I had a hero, Jackie Robson, Satchel Paige, Josh Gibson. Like, those were my heroes. How and old? Yeah, Tony, bro, how old are you really, dog? Jackie Robinson is your hero? <laughs> <laughs> We just bypassed Bill Russell and Kareem. Right. Hey, Mike Tyson, like, hey, Jackie Robinson. I remember shaking Jackie Robinson's hand here in Atlanta when he played for the Atlanta Black Crackers. Bro, mm-hmm. hey, Tony old as hell, boy. Listen up out there. Like you had not let the views expressed by Ringo or Grego to, you know, mess up your opinion is okay to study the pathway of our ancestors who have worked hard to get to where we are. If it were not for them, we would not have this fucking podcast, motherfucker. I will say that. I will say that cliche. Yes. Yes. Okay? Somebody's got to keep their legacy going. God damn it, it's going to be me. Hey, I just want to let the, the HBCU listeners know like Tony, like every episode is quintessential and Howard fucking alum. Like them motherfuckers will bring history up to the end of the day. <laughs> but no, like can, can this be my profile? I'm sorry, Greg. My bad. Hey, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Cinco de Mayo. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even the official holiday. It's not even the real day of the in the Hold on. Time. Go ahead. A public service announcement for those of you who aren't sure, Cinco de Mayo was not the Mexican Independence Day. That's actually in ah. September. This is yeah. actually celebrating the Battle of uh, Puebla. Like, yep. get, get, you, get your facts right. Hey. But, facts, facts, facts. Hey, but just like white people, we will find an excuse to party. You know what I'm saying? So, like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> At this point, we just, try to find, we just try to find a reason to go outside. Like, yo, like, I. Mm. Like, I, but to go back on, on that, like I think that Jordan was just, just caught up in that same thing where he's trying to grow his brand. And I think what they're going to go into in next week's episode with him, with his first retirement, they're going to uh, talk about how I think the gambling like really caught up to him. People, there have been people who have been debating on the socials as far as, you know, whether or not uh, the, the retirement was, uh, was a low key suspension. 
I tend to actually agree with that because I think that had had it came out that he got suspended for gambling, that would have ruined his reputation, the league's reputation, all that shit. But we'll go into that um, in more detail. Next hey, let week. me ask you a question. Let me. I, I got a real question. What's up? Do Republicans buy for the culture jerseys? Probably. Probably. I don't know. I know. I know. I know. Uncle Ruckus hasn't yet. So you know. Hey, you know. I ain't tripping. But let me tell you. Here's here. We'll just we'll just ask the audience. Uh, Ringo, you bought a jersey, right? Hey, bro, don't be disrespectful, man. There's your answer right there, man. <laughs> disrespectful, man. Hey, hey, I'm gonna switch the script. Like Last Dance uh, episode five by far is my favorite episode. Like it talks about the rise of the Jordan shoe. Talks about the um, Mama Jordan. Mama, hey, what, hey, what? Crazy. Like if Jordan's mama didn't tell him to take the meeting with Nike, like Jordan could have been wearing fucking Converse. Adidas. What be Adidas? No, you, no, no, Tony, Tony, t- hey, Adidas was a shit shoe back then. I agree, Jordan but Jordan would have signed a deal with Converse. Just I, but here's, the, here's the thing with Converse, though, and I remember this because that was my first big person. Yes, I'm old. Fuck y'all, I don't care. But those Converse weapons, those Magic Johnson yellow and purple were the first time that my dad, like, broke bread for my basketball shoe. How much he bought it two sizes too big because he was like, nah, motherfucker, you don't grow into these when I'm paying this money. So I'm not even lying. But those weapons, because you had the Bernard King, Larry Bird, Magic, and um, shit, I can't remember. I feel like it's someone else that I'm missing. Kevin McHale, maybe? I can't remember. But Danley, yeah, Adrian, yeah, 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 Adrian Danley. Yeah, so Converse, those weapons, the thing about Converse had everybody, and it was just like, I think there was too many motherfuckers on the microphone. I yeah. think that's the thing that would have dissuaded him from going to Converse. There's too many motherfuckers on the microphone. Kind of like for the Coach Podcast. But anyway. I will- so- <laughs> what people need to remember is that Adidas blew it with Mike, with Kobe, and LeBron. We could have all been wearing Adidas right now had they actually just knew what they wanted to do. But there's there's something else, Gregor, that you're missing too. Is like Adidas had a second shot too, back in the '90s. Later on, Adidas could have like because Adidas was doing the ABCD camps for basketball. Like they were known as the premier camp for you know ID and what you know balls you're going to. So like Adidas had his moments. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they just they just fumbled the bag every time. And then yep. they came back thirty years later when and made Kanye a billionaire. So you know, yeah, it shit happens that way. But um, but yeah, we actually do have some soccer to actually get into. What there's um, soccer news? No what? way. Yes. Um, shit, what's in y'all's dream, bro? Is this yeah. a soccer podcast? No fucking way. Somehow, somehow, it's cop. I know, we, we've been talking about the, the women's national team and their uh, lawsuit battle uh, with U.S. soccer for, uh, you know, off and on in the past year or so. Um, it came out uh, last week that their part of their case got thrown out, and basically it's the one that everybody's been talking about as far as getting equal pay. Basically what happened was the judges argued that this ruled on the fact that because the women chose willingly chose to 
agree to a different deal from the men that automatically blocked them from basically um, asking for uh, equal uh, pay in this case. Um, just from now they now they do still have a case for I guess their travel arrangements aren't equal so they're still able to get that but uh, it looks like as far as the actual pay issue goes they're kind of stuck for now. Um, I think from at least from everything I was able to read on on this they they can still appeal but I don't think that they actually get a full resolution of this until they work out a way to just because uh, the women's national team has their own player association as well as men have theirs. They're going to have to all unite under one. Under Rigo, so can you clear up for me too? Because I, you know, I was able to read some stuff here and there and obviously a lot of shit that I've been dealing with or whatever. But like, from what I read, I think initially I read something like there was some statement saying that like when the calculations came to it that the women's team those players were making more at some point than the men's national team or something like that. That was their argument. And that's, and that's, and that's the weird thing because, you know, for those of you who don't know, a lot of the women's national team play in the NWSL, the pro league here. Right. And their national team pay is tied into their pay for uh, NWSL. So just off the jump, they're working with a different arrangement than what the men have. And I think that so it's like they're getting paid twice in a sense. More or less, yeah. More or less, yeah. Because basically, if you're in, if you're in WSL and you get called up, basically, it's like another kicker comes into play with those type of deals. And I think that as long as you have that tied in together, you're going to run into a bit of a conflict because obviously, the uh, NWSL teams they can't pay these players on their own. And and if you say okay, the U.S. soccer can't pay for the national team players, then you're going to run into the, the case of where the NWSL probably ends up going bankrupt. Of course, you, things are already kind of jacked up right now because of the pandemic. So you know, it's a real it's a real tedious um, situation because you know they want to get paid, but at the same time, I'm pretty sure. All of them want the NWSL to survive, and I think in order to do that, you got to come to some type of compromise and then work towards, you know, eventually where the men and women unite and come all all, all under one deal. Yo, so I, I got I got a request. Like, you know, we we actually have you know a decent you know female listener uh, following or whatever, and and seeing as like what COVID has done and the impact, and we definitely know that like some things are folding. And there's just going to be, uh, I know there's a huge worry and concern about the women's game in the States and the women's game and overall. And I know FIFA has said statement of like, they're still going to continue it financially, you know, to, to fund this mm -hmm. uh, effort to grow the women's game. Well, I feel like this is the perfect time that we bring back, you know, our fellow female constituents for a show. We get yeah. that going, throw some stuff. Throw some darts. Ringo, you can have your questionable look. <laughs> ask the tough questions. TK can do all his, you know, weird dances in the background. But, yes, I think that's something that we, we need to, you know, get going in the near future. This is me, Brent, you know, just kind of. I'm sorry. What well, you sound like you're pandering, Tony. Do what? Like, do what exactly? 
So I think it definitely is a discussion that needs to be had about the concern about the women's game that's going on from now on because there's going to be leagues and teams folding. There's going yes. to be – there's and so the fact that, like, 2019 marked a monumental shift as far as, like, there was getting some financial investment. From there where? Was, you got the CBS deal. They got uh, more – exposure on the league then like all of a sudden you're basically saying okay we you were- I didn't say, I'm not trying to say they made it I'm oh not, no. okay because I was gonna say no, no, like no 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 I'm trying to say 20, 2018 2019 they was on lifetime 2019 2020 they didn't know they honestly the season didn't even kick off right no but what I'm saying as far as like after the world cup there was more energy and people were like oh shit maybe we need to start investing in the women's game yes and then COVID happens and they're like eh, yeah, we ain't got the money. Hey, dog, I know we said we was going to pay y'all, but yeah, look. Like, you know, it, it, honestly, it sucks for the fucking women's game that, like, they win another World Cup. Like, the women want to get equal pay from the national team, from the players. Like, 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 from the, like, from the U.S. soccer. But what's frustrating to me is it, it's, like, time after time after time, like, U.S. soccer keeps shit on the women's game. So why, like, like it, it, it it's, like, it doesn't reliable, bro. It's so reliable. It's, it, it, it's, it's what, uh, what, what was it? What was that credit card company? Uh, Capital One. They were like, you can always like, like I think it was Capital One. Like you always like, you're reliable. That's how U.S. soccer is, man. Yeah, and, and what sucks is that like the women, like the women's team have done so much, accomplished so much, but yet every time they keep getting shitted on. It, it's like, why? I don't know, man. It's like, why even try to fucking argue with them? It, it, it's to the point, it's like, yo, do you want to get something or do you want to get nothing? That's the question the women's team should ask, man. It's like, do we want to get something or do we want to get nothing? It's like women, unfortunately, the TV ratings spoke for itself, man. Like, like they didn't support it. They Like, they get on Twitter... Because it's hard to when you have stoppages like this, and this is something that MLS is going to have to pay attention to as well. Is that when you have momentum and then suddenly you, something happens to where that momentum gets taken away, how hard is it going to be to, to rebuild that once everything gets back up running? Because you have- exactly, because like unfortunately in America, women's sports does not get covered the way it should. It's, and, it's, and it's a shame because we have so many quality athletes, but like you're going to be, ha- once everything gets back up, we're going to have MLB uh, fighting for attention, the NBA, MLB. We haven't even talked about, um, of course, the WNBA mm-hmm. as well. Because, of course, WNBA, NBA, MLB. It's like women's sports gets lost in the shuffle. Hockey. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you got all these sports is about to come back in September, October. So it's like, where does women's sports fit in that? In the women's game, basically, like, honestly, like, the court saying, like, yo, y'all were getting two checks at the same time, it's bullshit and it's not fair. It's, yeah. it's, it's sad, man. I just don't see, like... I just gotta say that, like, it, it's one thing for four dudes to be arguing about this. We definitely need to get a female perspective on this, so... Definitely, definitely. Nah. And it, <laughs> And since you're on this week, like I said, shout out to you for the IG with uh, with Nicole Hercules. That, that was some good shit um, on the other week. Like I said, hopefully we can uh, get some more IG live sessions uh, com- coming up soon. 
But um, but yeah, and if nothing else, you know, if if all else fails, we can just release the Murder Hornets on U.S. Soccer and and get that shit going as well. We're just playing a Jumanji game for 2020, and one day somebody's gonna finish it and yell Jumanji. <laughs> like, hey, yeah, hey, I don't know, I don't know which country got the dice next for June, but please roll something good, man, because like, can't this shit. Because here's the crazy part: like, you know that uh, what was that old ass movie? I think it was a Breakfast Club. We're like, we're gonna keep, we keep complaining about COVID. It's like, okay, well, fine then. You gonna keep on complaining? Want to come outside? Get another month of COVID. We got another month of COVID. We're going to be like, fuck, this going to be like. <laughs> no, but that's exactly it, man. I don't want to go back to like, like, motherfuckers, like, we were flattening the curve, right? And then the weather got good. The sundresses came out. And motherfuckers was like, yo, we back outside. Yes, like, so Georgia alone, like, bro, we saw an increase of 30% of COVID contractions Just in like- a fucking weekend, man. Like I said, y'all, be 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 smart out, out here. You know, wherever you're at, wherever you're doing, be smart. Keep your mask on. Bro, I get it. I get it. Sundresses are my weakness as well. But, like, stay home, man. Like, stay home so we can all be, hey, Juneteenth, man, I got a lot of ribs in the freezer, man. I'm trying to throw this Juneteenth party, man. <laughs> hey, man. I'm just saying, I if you can't have that celebration, then, oh, bro, what are we going to do? Bro, I can't do a Zoom Juneteenth. It just don't got the same no. feel. It don't, it don't, it don't hit right. It don't hit the same. I'm gonna need uh, the the seafood. I need all that shit. Yeah, so like, bro, I got a freezer full of meat. Pause. But like, like, it's, <laughs> <laughs> hey, is hey, is pause offensive to our listener base? I don't know. I don't know. Y'all tell us in the a hey, tell us on the the comments. <laughs> is it offensive? I won't say it if it is. Oh God! But yeah, we're gonna take and it. And there's a sponsor. Hey, hey, I'm going to in my I told y'all to record tomorrow. <laughs> Take a quick break. We'll be back on a few. Got some Q&As. And uh, uh, may, may the fourth be with you. We'll be right back. <laughs> and Ringo's just sipping. Yo, what? Why, yo, why, Tony, why your boy, Sean Ray Phillips, um, trying to still say that MLS is still chasing Europe? As if Europe is just one giant league and there's not like 50 different leagues all over the damn continent. Final law. First of all, I need you, I need you to watch yourself. Sean Wright Phillips is a friend. He's a buddy. Okay. Come right. on. He and, I, <laughs> he and I, we hang out on the regular. All right. So Sean Wright, even though he's a man city former player, Sean is my homie. So you watch your mouth. We talking about Sean Wright Phillips, okay? Second of all, final lie. I don't, I don't, I mean, like, MLS is not catching up to, to like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> go, go, hey, Tony, go ahead. MLS is not what? What? Bro, it's not, it's not seeing, it's not seeing the Euros. It's not seeing it. But the, I hate a comparison in general because I'm like, okay, you're comparing one league from one country from air. They are. All right, pick your country. Pick your country. Pick a random country. We can go to Romania. We can go, <laughs> we can go to Albania. The Netherlands. You know Spain. Oh, okay. Good. That's a that's a good one. Good. The one. Netherlands is a quality comparison to MLS. Go ahead. All right. So the Netherlands. So Netherlands is known as what? A proven ground 
right? No, Netherlands is known for non-defensive play. Like, if you want to be a striker, you go to the Netherlands because you're going to score buckets. Like, hey, Josie Altador was a star in the Netherlands. Oh, yeah, because MLS is known for shutting down motherfuckers within five, three games. Yeah. Motherfucker, hey, 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 motherfucker, listen. Listen, motherfucker, hey, 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 one of the best. MLS, great job. The best. My job. Defensive leagues in the world, the major league soccer. Major league, you're telling me major league soccer is known as a shutdown league? Are you yes. kidding me? Bro, parody, parody. Tony, I, definition of parody. It's not even the question. That's not the topic. You said shutdown. It is. Every, look, we haven't had a back-to-back winner since LA Galaxy like seven years ago. That's that's two different arguments. It's the same argument. Argument of parity. Yes, MLS has parity. I'm not contesting that. You even talk about defense. MLS is not known for defense. Are you fucking kidding me? When you got when you got Sideshow Bob scoring hat tricks left and right, bruh. Sideshow Bob. First of all, Tony, you're drunk. Sideshow Bob plays in the Premier League. First of all, so like, don't disrespect. Two of them actually do. <laughs> yeah, two of them play on the same fucking team. My fucking team. <laughs> like, 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 no, seriously, man. Like, I hate when fucking players from Europe shit on MLS. It's like you fucking played here because you had no fucking other option. And of all the countries in Europe, you're fucking in a quality game. You're getting a quality paycheck and your family's taken care of. Stop shitting on this league, man. Fuck Sean Wright Phillips, man. I say that shit. The motherfucker's on the live right now. I say that shit to his face, man. Hey, uh, Sean, just so you know, homie. Nah, nah, hey, hey, Sean. Hey, Sean, at me, bro. Bro, Sean, at me, bro. You couldn't even fucking play in the fucking Yugoslavian league, bro. Sean, again, I want to say the expressions that were made by my counterpart, they, they do not represent my thoughts. Me and you. Hey, yeah, we can go back and throw bro, just bro. like we did in Baltimore, homie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the only right Phillips we represent is Bradley, bro. That's the only rep. Wow. Only one we acknowledge on this podcast is Bradley, bro. You did there. Hey, get your scoring game up, Sean. Bro, it's Sean ain't even spelled right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all got it, man. I'm done, man. I'm drunk. The wire. Hey, hey, motherfucker, Omar coming. Sean, hey, Omar coming. Sean, bet you get cut in MLS. Sean, again, those expressions that were made, those are by Ringo himself alone. Yeah, at me. Hey, at the Ringo show, Sean. Holla at me. My homie, I still think that you're the better right, Philip. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no. Even though you're a C former player. No, no, but Greg, go ahead, man. Like, I, I just, it's disrespectful to our fucking league, man. And Tony, it's disrespectful that you fucking acknowledge that shit, man. Well, <laughs> wanted to just go ahead. Hey, go ahead, TK. Go ahead, TK. MX, Liga MX, maybe. To be fair to Ringo's comments or angle, however you want to look at it, uh, the perspective is when a lot of players will comment once they come to MLS, they are looking forward to. The, the league and its toughness. That is a consistent comment that I, I hear when players come into MLS and they're going through their random Jillian Sakovich interview or whatever on the sideline. And what are you looking forward to this season? Well, you know, a lot of uh, testing myself and blah, blah, blah. You know, like even fucking Zlatan probably said in some slighted way of him being a tiger or a lion, you know, 
So with that being said, people do say that, but I don't know if it's on the level. So you don't you you really don't think there's a competitiveness in MLS compared to Europe? It lacks. Like the Netherlands league, that I think that's a a good you know comparison. I would say that if you took ten teams, twelve teams out of the uh, the championship in England and had them play MLS, I think ten of those teams would probably win. I, th- I think you probably only see. Are like, you fucking kidding? Ten teams would beat MLS teams. Well, anyway, so that start there. Like, they're all making more money than most in MLS, even in the championship. So I would say that there's a fair shot. No, because they make it more because of TV deals. There is no TV deal compared to. Now, I will say this. I do think that the thing that, like I said, the thing that bugs me about that statement is that people are acting as though everything in Europe is equal. The EPL isn't equal to Holland. Oh, Holland. no, yeah. No, I agree. I agree with that. I, I, that's fair. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Like, that part, it's like, you know, there's levels of this shit, as, as they say. And, and, you know, and somewhere in that line, you probably say, I would give it about, if, if MLS was in Europe, they'd probably be like Belgium. That'd be, that's just, you know, how, how I, I kind of see that. But MLS would be Belgium? Yeah. Bruh. I don't know what podcast I'm on right now, man. <laughs> like y'all, like, like it really it hurts me, like how people downplay Major League Soccer. No, I think it's good. I, I think Belgium is a damn good league. It just ain't the best. There's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's like it's like comparing Jordan to Kobe. It's like just because you say Jordan's better doesn't mean that Kobe's bad. Just tag means- me in. Tag me in. So is Belgium league better than MLS? Oh. Thank you, TJ. I was maybe the maybe the top three teams, but like most of it, no, no. So so okay, all right. So uh, hey, I bring it back as I always bring it back. Top five leagues in the world. MLS is top fucking five, man. Uh, TJ, name five better leagues in MLS. The border. We did this though, man. Like I don't know how many episodes ago, but we did. I, I keep doing it. I keep doing it because you guys don't fail. You fail to realize MLS is a top on, five league in the world. On the cusp. Here's the things that MLS. It's like I give it. I give it as a seven. It's you're a, seven. a you're you're a seven. Tony, you're a seven. Okay? That's, fair. That's fair. I I agree with that. That's fair. But you know what? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Tony. 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 Championships. All right, bitch. Okay. They <laughs> hit the corner three. Sevens can hit a penalty kick. Sevens can make that save. You know what I'm saying? Hey, TK, TK, go ahead. TK, I want to hear your argument. Go ahead. Robert Ory has more rings than Charles Barkley will ever see. Is he a Hall of Famer as far as, like, compared to, like... Yes. Yes, he is. So you think Robert Ory is a better player than Charles Barkley? How many rings does he have? That's what I'm saying. He's a seven player. He is a seven player. He's hey, not I, a Charles. I can't do this. Can I please hear TK? TK, please, please. I will be all right with my seven. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> if you were going to uh, compare it to like something like a FIFA rating, it's like MLS is on the cusp. It's like a, a good player that isn't going to get transferred to Real Madrid and be on 
the 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 starting eleven. They're not even gonna make the eighteen, but they they will still get transferred. You know what I'm saying? Like they're they have enough quality to get the transfer, but they are by no means the so best. So here's a question. There's like do MLS players play against the best players? MLS players have competitiveness going for the league as itself. There's more competition than the uh, the Netherlands. The Netherlands is a criteria point. More Do more competition. MLS players play against the best players in the world. Honestly, I would say this. And no, MLS players can go pound for pound, position for position, one through six. One through six. Position, hey, we're going traditional positions, one through six MLS players. If you take the best players at any league, MLS players from one goalkeeper, backline midfield can compete against the best players in Europe, South America. Now, strikers, MLS does, MLS unfortunately does not produce fucking goal scorers. I agree with you in the midfield, but okay. I, I'll play the TK over. Go ahead. You're onto something because I, I, again, back to the comment I made. MLS has a reputation for being a tough league and it is a competitive in the sense that of the 32 teams, what do we talk about? We talk about travel. We talk about like the schedule. No, I mean, no. Hey, Tony, we're not talking about that. We're talking about these things y'all bring up in conversation before. No, no. no. TK, go ahead. Tony drunk. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Just the actual like playing. Their own argument against you. No, playing. The teams uh, between uh, uh, each, uh, another, rather, MLS is known to be a tough league. That's go back and listen to tons of interviews, tons and tons of top quality players who come to this con- country to play in MLS. I'm not that, I, a, I, I, I say that jokingly. I, I'm sorry. I'm going to round now. MLS players play against the world's best competition and what that has to offer based on these facts. The young players will either play through MLS coming from a South American country or they'll, or they'll completely bypass it. And then they'll come back because they're on a great team and they're going to practice against an MLS team in the middle of the summer. Or you get the great players who come to MLS after they've retired and they still play MLS players. So MLS players are being exposed to a upcoming great players, B current great players, C aging great players at me. Honestly, it's it's the best scenario. It's the proving ground. Like it, it, like MLS is the Hunger Games. Like like if you want to make it or if you want to prove that you still got it, you come to Major League Soccer in America. Like 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 straight up. Like and that's the thing. Like like American fans have to realize what we have here. Like we have the Hunger Games here. Like hell, like Tony, like you said, hella travel. The weather's crazy. Pitches are fucking crazy. Like, 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 if you can fucking football fields, you play on football fields. Like, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, you play in Yankee Stadium. Like, if you can, if you can weather the storm of Major League Soccer, like, you could either make it to Europe or show, like, yo, I'm still worth it. And that's what's so dope about our league. So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this question. Is it me or TK? This is general. Whoever wants to answer. All right. If you're some European kid. Let's see. Let's go with. Um, there's a lot of Bel- there's a lot of Belgian uh, talent coming through the ranks. 
um, oh, they might go French bar, but let's just say you're a Belgian kid and you have your options. You get some options from some some English, you know, championship teams. You get some some interest from you know some Dutch league. You get some interest from you know obviously some of the French league, and then you get some interest from some MLS. If you're that Belgian kid, are you saying when you talk about proving ground? If you're that Belgian kid, would you take your talents to west of the Atlantic Ocean? Well, TK, you want to take it? I'll let you go first. So check this. If you are the best five, or if you're in the top five or, the, or out of the, all the players in MLS, if you are top five out oh, of not in MLS yet, not in MLS yet. Yeah, you're still in Europe. So you're so you're 25 and under. You're okay. in Belgium. Where do you go? Yeah, all right. 25 and under. Would you come to MLS? Yes. All right. So we're, just go with me here. If you're the best player in MLS, where are you going? If you're the top 10 best players in MLS, where are you going? Europe. Unfortunately, Europe is still Europe is still the mecca for young players because of what you grew up watching, right? I, yeah. So okay. I'm in Belgium. I'm currently in Europe, and I can't get the offer or into just the That's right. Why I said championship of English Premier League, Dutch League, maybe the French League, and then MLS. It's going to be French League. <sighs> MLS. It, it depends on the Dutch team. <laughs> Uh, the French League. This is like a real scenario. This is a real scenario. The French League, one of the top three Dutch teams, then MLS. If it's not one of the top three uh, Dutch teams, then it's going to be definitely MLS and then the Dutch League. But you got to think about it, man. It's it's transcontinental. Like Europeans, like right now, they're not coming to MLS. Because you got to think about, it. you know Europe, you know the the EU, you know the European Union, right? Well, Brits, oh, I, I got to object. Brits are coming to the MLS. Yes, because like, because Brits, it, so you got to, hey Tony, you got to remember, there's a very good TV deal in England for MLS games. So these young no, no, guys, I, yeah, there's there's that part of it, and there's two like obviously the English aspect, there's the language aspect. Like people always gloss over that part, but speaking the language. Plays a huge factor in these decisions. Huge factor. <laughs> huge factor. And you got to think about it. It's like guys that come to MLS, you, you got to think about it. They're thinking longevity. Like I think about the, the European players that came over here. It's like in, in America, United States of America, you know your kid, you're going to get a full paycheck. Your kid's going to get a quality education. You're not going to fucking get shipped off or cut. So it's like, Players in Europe are starting to realize it's like, you, I can get a quality career in MLS. I'm going to go there. So as the TV deal gets better from MLS showing the quality of the league in Europe, you're going to get more and more younger players. In the past four years, like the, the, the average age of players coming from Europe to MLS has dropped in half, bro. Half. Like we're getting guys still in their prime coming to MLS from Europe. That's true. That's true. And not just from Europe, but, you know, all over. Yeah, yeah. South America. Like, we're like. Okay. So, you know, usually when, you know, we talk about this, you know, top five thing for MLS, and, you know, we go back and forth jokingly and everything. Top five a lot. It ain't a joke. Well, 
we I'm saying we banter about it jokingly. And I'm not gonna discredit about it as far as like MLS has come up. Cause I wanna see like this is our hello, I'm from this fucking country. I want to see the local product do well. Like obviously so. Um but I, I definitely think we got a long way to go. Have we come a long way? Absolutely. I mean, like we're <laughs> it, it still cringes and pains me when you see MLS clubs recruit the players that are in their twilight of their careers. Like, and that's still a formula. What's the last old Zlatan was the last old player that came from Europe? Oh, and it's still going to happen. Years ago. No, I mean that's last year, dude. That's no, that was year. two years ago. He last came year. here two years ago. That was last year. What are you talking about? I swear to God, that was in 2018. Zlatan came to MLS. Oh man, that was last year. That was not 2019. Somebody, he came at the end of 2018. Thank you. 2018. Okay, but it was in the 2019. I'm saying, like, he but was I'm here. Saying, for- honestly, the days of the old European player coming over here, he just can't keep up. Like, yeah, room has Latin. Like, you had them going coming in here. So I'm saying, like, you had those those figures here. Okay. That you're acting like that's done and kaput. Honestly, I think it's done unless you're like a like a quality player, like Zlatan, like Ronaldo, like like like, like those are the only players. Players talk about players talk about all time. They talk about saying, "Hey, I'm gonna retire in MLS." No, talk about that, bro. They talk about MLS owners because they know they come to the U.S. and they can be themselves and not be hounded. Tony, that, I really wish that you would see what's going on in the league now. Owners bro, are not signing the old guys. I'm not, well, I'm not. I'm not saying you, you. You're you're mistaken when I said there's players who still talk about that who come right. over. Here. They talk about it. The the guys that are saying that will never get a contract in MLS 2020 and beyond. Can I quote you on that? Yeah, quote me. Mm. Quote you. Let's quote you. me. Oh, are you saying 2020, 2020, there will be no contracts for no Twilight career? No Twilight career. 2020. Wow. MLS is MLS 3.0. I'm writing it down. Write it, write it down. down. <laughs> write it down. Let me tell you, because you got to think write about it. Down. Because with, the, with, with Barco, with, yeah, thank with, you. <laughs> with, with Barco, Vela, Chicharito, you know what I mean? Like players like this coming over, like in their quote unquote prime to MLS. Sure. There is no room for the old guy anymore from Europe. So this old guy. That he falls into that category, to be fair. Who? Chicharito. Chicharito. Chicharito's not even 30 yet. Bruh. That's insane though. He falls. He, he is that that's that's the guy though. He's Bruh. he's not 30. TK, are you serious? Chicharito's not even 30 yet. Hey, that is the new version of Frank Lampard, Prelo, Zlatan. First eight, hey, great Frank example. First of all, he's 31. So great yeah, is he is 30. Really? 31. I thought Chicharito was like 28. I'm sorry. 31. Listeners, listen. June 1st, 1988. Guadalajara, Mexico. 5'9 uh, inches, Chicharito. Hey, I just want to say Chicharito came over here. He ain't done shit yet. <laughs> So my argument still stands. <laughs> like, but seriously, Frank Lampard, uh, David Villa, uh, da, uh, bad example. Frank Lampard, uh, 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 Pirlo, Pirlo, 
Another example of European, two European players that came over here thought it was going to be a cakewalk. Got fucking washed. Uh, what's his name? Kaka. Washed. Nani. Uh, Nani. Nani. Washed. Name, me, name another aging European player that came over here. It's not the same. MLS is not the same as it was five years ago. Y'all have to remember that. There's a new profile, though. And like you said, the, the, the owners of the clubs are not particularly buying into these, uh, these older yeah. players. Uh, and, but, however, they're, they're, it's, Chicharito is what that looks like currently. So, like, yeah. so, so, okay, so the older player has technically gotten younger. So early 30s is now the older player. And it's all based on the things that you've already previously said. Like America is very attractive to someone who lives over in Europe and there's maybe not like restrictions and things that they're dealing with, but more freedoms that are accessible. Yeah. Yeah. And the UK, like outside of taxes and nothing else to really worry about. Yeah. So to put a button on this topic, man, like MLS 3.0, 4.0, whatever, like however, whatever you came in here, the attracting the old European player, that shit is dead. The shit's dead. We ate. Hey, uh-huh, because because Tony, dead. Tony, TK, Greg, the, the American soccer fan, the American soccer friend is more savvy and they demand more out of the league. Period. Has a job. <laughs> wait, time out, time out. Has, is there more American fans that are savvy? Yes. I'm not combating that. Are there more owners of Southern Saudi? Yes, I'm not combating that either. Have we come a long way? Yes, I'm not saying that. But as far as like the European like awe and the greatness and the saying, like there's still there's that American formula that still exists. They're like, yo, that motherfucker tore it up over there. Let's bring that hint. Bring that Tony, man. There's still that formula. Wait, wait, let me wait, wait. That formula still exists. You're acting like all 30 plus MLS teams Bro. are like they're woke. You're acting like all 30 of them are woke. They're not. They're, they're not. not right. But the teams that are not woke do not matter. Nobody gives a fuck about Kansas City. Nobody gives a fuck about the Revs. Like it's about the new blood, bruh. Atlanta. Like Atlanta has not signed an old motherfucker in a minute. Bruh. Yes, we did. Who? There's Jeff Winritz. <laughs> bro, hey, how, hey, how in this shit? How in this? <laughs> how in this? Hey, listen, I'm done. Hey, we, hey, we've been on this topic for too long. We're at 40. Hey, let's move on. On that note, uh, I had had a debate on on uh, on the socials recently about which United uh, players are Star Wars characters. Jeff Winritz is Chewy. He's he about that life. He's been everywhere, and he just – nobody knows how old he is. Jeff Lerner is just chewy. Swear to God. I, hey, I, I don't know how old Jeff Lerner is. Is, is he – We know how old he is. We know he's not old enough to sprint and catch somebody. I'll tell you that. He's 34. He and Jeff Lerner, which are the same age. Yes. Like hey, been- first of all, hey, first of all, don't, Tony, you got to stop disrespecting Jeff, all right? Jeff helped us win an MLS title. So I know you're not a real Atlanta fan. All right, motherfucker. But Jeff Lerner with you're not going to disrespect the man. All right? Period. Jeff is Chewy. Nobody hey. else hey. knows Chewy is either. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, or who else we got to line up? I had a housekeeping this week. 
Um, on Friday, we're going to be, I believe it's on IG Live with uh, what our guys, um, L.A. Engineer from Rivership 93. Hey, hey, VA, stand up, baby. We back, baby. Having a half hour with them on, on the social, so catch us on, on there on that. Um, everyone who's already been uh, making the orders for the um, Coach Your uh, Away jersey, the first round of orders are going to, about to go out on production, so that'll come out to you in about three weeks or so, probably before Memorial Day, so if you're going to look out for that, the 15% off is still going on at ftcutd.myshopify.com, so get your hats, get your shirts, get your name sets. We're still open. Even though everything is kind of slow, it'll all get done. Uh, matter of fact, um, for those of you who have been waiting on jerseys to get pressed, I know um, our guys here up in uh, Lois, I think they're going to be opening up uh, next week, if I'm not mistaken. But, um, um, that's uh, four. Four stars, bitch. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. The code for the 15% off is, is four stars at ftcutd.myshopify.com. Um, I know we're running short on time, so let's uh, jump into the, the two up and two down. What y'all got? No, I thought we had a listener question. Yeah, man. We, we do have one. We do have one. I, I'll hop in that real quick. Quick like or whatnot. Um, yeah, we did have some stuff off the Instagrams. From Re- Real Sombrero Man 04, I believe that's from uh, New Mexico United. Um, where do y'all see the USL Championship going? Of course, right now, everyone's suspended right now. So, um, and for those of you who did who did miss it, USL League 2, which is uh, Division 4, um, they canceled their season um, officially last week. So, you know, kind of like the time's ticking on a lot, lot of different um, leagues. Uh, I think that – I think everyone but USL Championship is probably going to sh- uh, shut down this year. I don't see how – because, like, it's not like there were a lot of teams in, in League One to begin with either. So, you know, I think just the travel wouldn't be worth it. Of course, the TV the TV money is is enough to where they can offset having no having no fans there. So I think that um, it's going to be real hard, even for the championship, to really have like a whole season like that. So, uh, if if it's if it's abbreviated, I say that's that's a very fortunate situation. Which I got. I, I want to hear from the MLS haters, TK and Tony, and US soccer haters. How do, what do you guys see in a uh, USL championship as? Tony? Just so y'all know, Ringo is drunk. That's why he's posing like that. So, No, go ahead, Tony. I want to hear you really short. And then TK, what is your, your vision of the USL championship? Or you're like, what is, what is that? Because I only watch European soccer. No, nah, that's not the case because I actually watch South American soccer and Central American soccer more than you, ass. In fact, the jersey you're wearing, yeah, it's a Mexican League team, which I gave you, bitch. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you I do a- watch oh, league outside of Europe, <laughs> asshole. If y'all want to really, if he want to call me out, fine. All right. Hence why I'm wearing my compost kit today. My fake compost jersey. Yeah, yeah. That's USL, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all like the dick. What y'all got? Anyway, so as far as, like, my vision for is USL and everything like that, I mean, like, it again, it's almost similar to the, 
I mean, I don't want to say it's similar to the women's game because, like, they have their plight, but the USL has their plight. But as soon as, like, they're starting to get this attention, this coverage, and this fandom, that's the thing about it. There's this fandom that was coming around these USL teams on all levels. Right. Um, I think that's the part that's, like, hopefully that will be the thing that, you know, we're able to keep them alive and keep them going. And whether it's they got reboot, rejuvenate, rebirth, and a different name, different club, different ownership, whatever it be, it's definitely going to be a different landscape. And I've said this, you know, almost since day one, and like it's going to be a different landscape when we come back to quote unquote normal times. But as far as the USL, you know, all the different divisions, I hope that that energy and effort can keep on continuing. Like, you know, I like the fact that we as a platform are highlighting those clubs and those divisions and that we can continue to do so. And like the fandom can keep on being like rabid and crazy and then showing that support and saying that like, yeah, hell yeah, USL is a top 10 league or whatever compared to all these other, you know, European and America's teams or whatever. So. I just don't – the thing about it is, like, with the USL teams, I'm honestly not deep enough within their ownership groups and stuff like that to know what their 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 financial books look like that. But my guess is, is that it's probably not going to be as a big of a call for as we would hope. It's going to be a different landscape. We're not going to have as many teams. Um, you know, I'm sure there's going to be a couple of divisions that are going to cut loose. It's going to be some teams that are cut loose. Um, it's going to be one of those things. It's, it's definitely going to be like there's going to be a Phoenix rise and it's going to be at the re, be a rebirth type of thing. There's going to be teams that do survive, but there's going to be teams that, you know, they might have started out as one name and then came back as another name type of thing. Um, so that's, to be honest with you, Ringo, that's, that's my vision as far as like all the USL clubs and stuff like that as far as what's going forward, I think. It's just going to be a different landscape. It's too. It's too. It's still too soon to predict how that shit looks, because week by week we're getting updates on like people's financial status. Yeah, this would technically be the second season of the USL pyramid. Yeah. So, so T. Yeah, TK. What is what is your vision of USL pyramid? Uh. I'm not honestly, my vision. I, I'd like to see it, you know, be the the league that sits under MLS as the feeder league. The you know, like in a perfect world, it should look like a promotion league, a rele- relegation. But uh, that's a total different topic. Um, however, if you're gonna be absent of the promotion relegation it's got to you know look like something that's viable at the very minimum. So you're gonna have something where your owners are invested, uh, the cities where these teams are, are invested. And then you're going to have uh, a TV rights. Uh, there's got to be third-party money, you know, to, that's going to be coming in to, to feed this. Um, otherwise, this all just burns and crashes down to the ground. And uh, very much like Tony said, there probably and li- most likely will be some reshuffling of the pack, if you will, from some of these, these teams after uh, post-COVID-19. Uh, and unfortunately, that's just going to be the way the crookie crumbles. But, uh, you know, I, I hate it for them. Um, but hopefully, 
Maybe, maybe, maybe there is a stimulus package for USL too. <laughs> yeah. I, hope, um, I will say this, uh, generally speaking, just, you know, aside from what's going on this year, because uh, I do think that whatever plans that they had going into this year and obviously beyond, I know they've kind of been working towards building up a system to where they can do pro rail. Obviously that's probably going to be get derailed for probably a year or two, just because everyone's going to be trying to get, get stable again after all this shit. So uh, whatever plans they have there is probably going to take a back seat for a minute, just so everyone can kind of get back on their feet. Uh, my hope is that, you know, they find the markets that, you know, MLS is again love, enough love to and, is, and says that, hey, you can still build soccer with, with or without MLS. You know, we saw Louisville is on, on their way to opening up a stadium this year. Uh, you know, like I said, that's, I think that's the first USL team to really build their own full soccer-specific stadium, and that's not in MLS. And I think that a lot more teams need to really get into that. And hopefully, you know, in the next, you know, like I said, five years from now and everything's normalized at that point, they can finally get back on track as far as what they want to do with MLS, uh, with, with the USL. You know, dream, my dream of Bun Dreams would be, hey, they are this, the second, third, and fourth division. Everyone's doing pro rail, but like I said, in the immediate, you know, they just need to get stable in. And so that way they can make themselves viable. I think that, you know, without, um, they had to figure out a way to make lower division soccer viable to work to where they're not, they don't keep losing teams to MLS. If they don't do that, you know, they're going to keep losing teams and eventually they'll just be in Macon and, and Biloxi and, and Timbuktu and nobody wants that, you know, they want to be viable just as much as anybody else does. So hopefully they, uh, they fix that. I, I didn't know Timbuktu was in America. I know that. That's not. That's not. Okay. You know, we're, we're trying to go into Mexico, so, you know, but it's only eventually we're going to go into Timbuktu. It's just a matter gotcha. of time. Gotcha. Gotcha. Thing, everything. Ringo, you, you asked us a question. What's your response to that? Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, you know, I when uh, USL announced that they were going to be a tiered league, I thought that USL was finally going to rise to the occasion to actually challenge MLS for division one status. Like USL championship and MLS are going to like combine together. And we were going to finally, like I, I talk shit about promotion relegation, but honestly, I saw the structure that USL was putting together was going to be the way that uh, American soccer was going to get promotion relegation, but COVID happened. So like USL, like you got to think about it, like USL, North Carolina, like using North Carolina FC, like, they had Dreamville Fest as a sponsor. Like, Dreamville, uh, like, J. Cole. It was like, J. Cole invested in soccer. J. Cole? Stop playing. You went to college. Stop playing. <laughs> like, like so, like, J. Cole, his, his festival spent money to buy sponsorship in a soccer team. Like, that, that shows a testament that what USL was accomplishing. You had, you had Indy. You had New Mexico. You had Phoenix. You had Char- Charleston. You, you know, like, you had all these, like, top division teams in USL, like, doing this dope shit, then COVID happens. So, like, like ultimately, I, ultimately, I want to see USL, cha- like, challenge MLS for Division One status. USL already knocked off NASL. So, like, like, they are world beaters. They're king beaters. So, like, they can do it. 
So it's like, so if they get the TV deal, they get the sponsorship money, like it can happen. But post COVID, I don't know, man. Like at the end of the day, like I just bought a North Carolina jersey the other day. My money, like uh, the way I operate is my money speaks my heart. Uh, I will, con- yeah, I will constantly invest in USL. I just bought my Memphis 901 gear, bro. My guy, you know what I'm saying? It's like, like seriously, anybody listening to this podcast, if you want to see American soccer succeed, invest in USL. Invest, like I, I bought the Memphis 901 shit. Like I'm like, yo, I'm like, it's brand new. I want to see that keep going. Like, obviously, y'all like, know see, something to me. Like, seriously, yeah. like, everybody on this podcast is invested in USL. If you're listening to this podcast, if you want to see American soccer succeed, invest in USL. Buy a buy a season ticket. Like, even if it's in the city you don't fucking live, buy a jersey. That is how we continue to grow this fucking sport. Period, man. And that's me. Oh, and I bought some more Oakland Roots gear, too. But, like, way. hey, Nisa, Nisa. I, honestly, like, Nisa has to grow on me, personally. It does. It does. Like, I, like, honestly, like, Nisa came in, like, Nisa came in with dope shit. They talked dope shit. But it's like, yo, you got to walk it. You got to talk it. So until Nisa does some dope shit and they get real sponsorship. You know what? But here, it was what's funny, though. Ringo, as much shit as I talk about it, like, I'm still going to support our American product. Like, yeah. Okay. I mean, if I don't do it, then who will? Yeah. So, yeah. You know yes. Saturday morning, yes, I'm going to wake up and watch Premier League. Yes, I fucking am. Yes, I'm going to watch, you know, Borussia. Like, I'm watching Dortmund yeah. and all that but, stuff. But, like, Tony, if you keep supporting American soccer, you don't have to wake up and watch that shit in Europe. You can, that's you can, what, I know, and that's what I'm like, saying. You like, you sleep in late. Sleep in late. And <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. Yep. Yep. Period. Yep. I think our sports window. Here's like this. My money is going to here, but my time right now, because of what it is, is going to Europe. That's how it but, is. Um, and America's, bitch. I, I, I think the key is just to remember that American soccer goes beyond just MLS. There's a whole lot more soccer beyond just what we get on Fox and ESPN. There's a lot more shit out there. So check, go check it out. <laughs> but uh, let's uh, get up and uh, two up, two down, you know, wrap this thing on up. What you got, TK? All right. I'm going to make it real quickity quick or try to. Um, Georgia, we're on that dumb shit. Mainly our governor, not calling dumb shit, just to be clear. But he allowed teenagers to go get their driver's license during COVID, and since the state is now reopened, you no longer have to take a driver license test to get administered a Georgia license. So any current teenager with a permit whose parents give them permission can now go get a license. Go it's ahead, about- go ahead, Billy. Go ahead, Billy. Go ahead, get your license. Go out there and do something. Yeah, go, go ahead, Joanna. You're only 14. It doesn't matter. You got permission. <laughs> Uh, my other down is going to be, I'm kind of anti-government this week. Uh, my other down is... Uh, <laughs> oh, just this week? Yeah, that's news. Shocker there. Thank you, uh, TK. Never saw that coming. Yeah, TK, you, you essentially should just wear a beret, like, at this point. Like, you were anti. <laughs> a beret and a hoop earring like, like MJ. <laughs> Next week, folks. Coming right at you. <laughs> I'm holding home to it now. Hold me to it. Anyway. Um, normally I'm actually, uh, an air force 
child, my mother and my father are both uh, Air Force enlisted and retired. So I've grown up uh, around military bases my entire life. My dad worked in Pensacola where the, um, the Thunderbirds are, they reside at. That's where they live. Man, I, I promise you. I went on my porch and tried to watch some planes, but if that wasn't the biggest, dumbest, stupidest motherfucking jerk off I've ever seen in the last motherfucking two weeks, I don't know what it is. Like the only dumber thing that I've seen was opening up the goddamn state again. Excuse me. Uh, and my ups, my my ups are shout out to all the companies that are doing awesome promotions, extended uh, trials for. Um, to keep people's mentals in the right place, to keep people um, engaged and trying to try and maybe say, oh, well, you know, I never picked up a brown leaf before. Let's see what that, you know, that's like. So it, it gives up uh, people the opportunity to try something they never tried before. At, it's pretty much zero cost. Uh, I know I caught tons of sales in the last month and I probably shouldn't be spending as much money as I am, but hey, a sale's a sale. You got to get what you get. That's how I work. Uh, and my last up is going to be shout out to all the mothers. I made sure that I bought uh, roses for my, my, my fiance today. She's uh, about to be a soon-to-be mother. So I want to start that off um, on the right foot. So, yeah, shout out to my fiance, Katie. I love you. And we're about to have a Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Um, I'm, I'm going to jump in on, on, on the second one. Um, not going to get too deep on the first round. Just if you haven't uh, looked into it already, Ahmad Arbery. Check that out. Look it up. It's a real, I said, Georgian. Georgia's Georgia right now. So, of course, this is actually the situation that happened. They actually happened before all the pandemic really got going here, but still some fucked up shit happen, happening out here. Um, uh, the uh, my up, actually, I don't know if I want to say it's up or not, but kind of piggybacking off, off of what um, TK said, planes don't, planes ain't supporting the first responders, like actual stay in your ass home is. So keep, like I said, the numbers are, have already shown that they're ticking back up because uh, states are trying to reopen and I get it. This economy is not, I think they're kind of failing the stress test as far as, you know, how long they can stay out of action before they just everything shuts down. But, you know, keep being smart out, out here in the streets. Um, uh, oh, yeah, I do have a, a, a minor down, Drake's new shit. Not, not, the, not the wave, not the wave, you know. Thank you, bro. So, hey, hey, push a T, broke Drake, man. Broke didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ringo, I'm just going to say, like, I thought for sure that you and I would disagree on that. And when it was in our little group chat and y'all were like, yo, what's y'all response to the Drake album and this now, whatever. And I was like, fell asleep in that. In the first five, first five tracks, I fell asleep. Sorry, I did. It's boring. Well, yeah. no, no, this album was, this album was, it was a, a bunch of throwaways. Drake got an album. Oh, it is. I get that. Like, I know it's not like, yo. But, hey, but Pusha T did break Drake. He broke that, man. Yes, sir. Pusha. Pusha, VA, stand up, man. Grego, you Although, know. Greg, you know, hey, there's some, hey, there's some heat. 
There's some heat in the V8, baby. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tony, man. Do your two up, two downs. Greg, were you done? No, I have, I have one more question. Oh, the to uh, Rashad, of course, uh, like we talked about last week, he just lost his dad. Um, the um, services are going on this week uh, for him. Also, shout out to uh, Chris Fox with our Featherstone. He actually just lost his dad as well. So, you know, shout out uh, to him as well. But, um, you know, as all, you know, keep keep yourself up so I'm out, out here in the streets because it ain't over. There's no vaccine. So don't act like shit's just normal to shit. But uh, what y'all got? Is it my turn? Yeah, it's your turn. Or I can go. It's up to you. I'll go. You know, since I'm darker skin than you. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. Uh, Propaganda. <laughs> Propaganda. <laughs> Culture. This man trying to say he was he was darker than me, y'all. Anyway. <laughs> Bro, I am. Bro, we can get the hey, we can get the paper bag out. But go ahead. <laughs> you got red hair. Anyway. Um, your, your family like built America. Ah, uh, well, bruh, you're gonna shit on black excellence. You're gonna shit on black excellence. That's <laughs> what you're doing. You're shitting on black excellence. Please go ahead. Say what you're gonna say, bro. The bourgeoisie. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Shit on black excellence. What are you gonna hey, say? I'm, I'm gonna tell you, man. W e d b o i boy. Hey, hey, shit. Hey, shit. hey. Town of ten. baby. Town of ten. Hey, hey, you know, you left a black America behind, bro. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. So um I'm still trying to, you know, channel, you know, staying positive. Uh I got three up, two down. Uh yeah, I did that. So I'm I'm keeping it going. You know, I'm trying to stay positive. The downs are obviously, you know, I wasn't here last show. But shouts out to, you know, Rashad and his family and all the other families that are going through the struggle right now. Um, you know, even though that we, we, we have all the memes and gifts and jokes about all the things that are going on, but think about it, like, people are still going through it and suffering. And I want to say that you are not alone in your suffering. We are here with you. The culture is with you. You know, you're a part of our family. So just like Shad, along with our boy, our homies up in Featherstone, like we're with y'all. Y'all are our family. You are not alone in this tough time. So I just want to say that like, we are all losing valuable pieces of what keeps us going. And so the culture, we're here to support you. Let us know if there's any way that we can help you specifically or your families or there's other fun like let us know we'll try to do our best and what we can do in our resources to help you all out so i mean that's yes that's a down in the sense of we're losing our loved ones but at the same time just like the culture does as always we get lemon we get lemons and we make lemonade so that's what we're going to do okay second of all uh, this is the total end of other end of the spectrum. Westworld is over. Mm. <sighs> Damn, I got so many questions. I gotta wait so long for another season. Um, but yeah. Damn, like I gotta say, I used to have the biggest crush on like 
you know, Halle Berry and Jennifer Lopez when I was growing up. Danny Newton, she's my girl. She's my girl. She, yeah. And she's, I think she's almost 50 years old too, or whatever. She's However old she is. She's, bro, she a different type of sexy. I don't know what it is, man. Bro, that's my girl. That's my girl, Maeve, Danny Newton. Love you. Woo! See, yeah. So I'm sad to see Westworld is over now. <laughs> um, all right, so let's go into the ups. Um, obviously, today is single de Mayo. We're recording single de Mayo. You know, the quote-unquote. We talked about, you know, the real Independence Day, but not a lot. Mexican homies. I don't care what you say. Mexican League, MLX. Y'all are what brought me into the game of soccer. I love y'all. I want to give y'all support. Got my compos. I've been schooling my uh, program managers and coaches on Jorge Campos and his contribution to the game of soccer. So I'm happy to sing of the mile. Me and my brother have been partying all day after work and everything. So it was a happy sing of the mile, everybody else out there. Even though it's a COVID-19 era, can't do it like we usually do. But I love Sing of the Mile. Uh, second of all, Westside Future Funds. Last week, we've been doing some volunteering, delivering groceries out to the Westside community. Um, last week, we had like 20 plus volunteers uh, giving groceries and stuff to the families within the Westside community of Atlanta. Um, each week, it's been like more and more volunteers and more and more families have been like so appreciative of it. I'm just glad to see that like I've been doing this for like almost a month now and to see the growth of the program and see the growth of everybody involved and just to see like the true smiles and the faces that we're seeing that we're impacting right away. I know Ringo, you did, you had a chance this week as well to do some volunteering as well. And just like, you know, it's a tough time and it's hard to figure out like how you're going to volunteer. You're putting yourself on the line and this is like a tricky situation. But at the same time, at the end of the day, for me, it's worth it. You know what I'm saying? And so um, see what's going on with Westside Future Fund and the volunteering. Like, I love it. And the last thing TK talked about, but again, it's Mother's Day this weekend coming up. We all have mothers, whether they're alive or not, like, or whatever your relationship is, like with your mother in the past or currently or so. The thing about it is she's probably in this world or whatever. Um, I even give a shout out to my baby mama, you know, Memphis's mom, you know what I'm saying? Like, the thing is powerful. That connection between a mother and a child is something that can't be replaced. And it's a beautiful bond between a mother and a child whether it be for myself and my mom or my daughter and her mom and stuff like that. And the day that we get to recognize it, it's a beautiful moment. And so I just want to give a shout out to all the mothers out there. Um, even the fathers who are acting like mothers, because we know situations could be the opposite. Uh, we can't always assume. Um, so shout out for those who are doing the work, the work and everything, continue to do the work, even during this crazy time the crazy job of being a mom right now at this time period. Shouts out to y'all. So to my hat, to the moms out there. You shave, bro. <laughs> I did shave, motherfucker. Look. Yeah. But yeah, 
Hey, hey, Tony, it's funny. I tried to grow my hair out for the past week. Bro, I couldn't stand myself. I had to shave. I shaved yesterday. I said, it's like, there's no way I'm growing hair again. I, nah, I nah, son. Hey, nah. hey, hey, I looked like 10 years older. I looked as old as y'all are. Like, like. <laughs> 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 hey, hey, I had to pull the bevel razor. I had to pull the bevel razor, bro. Man, get that. I almost look as old as me. Listen, hey, I mean? hey, I'm gonna keep my up. I'm gonna keep it one and one. All right, up and down. I know a two up, two downs. I'm gonna keep it one and one for a time. All right, so my up. I just want to do a shout out. Like, like you guys said, man. I want to do a shout out for all the people that are out here doing great shit. Like, like you're taking the time right now to actually help people in the community. Like, there's so many people volunteering right now, and it's so dope that during this isolation era that people are actually getting out of their homes and volunteering their time with other people. I love that because in times of crisis, I always go back to the movie Independence Day. Man, it's like in times of distress, this is when Americans come together and we actually show what the fuck America is about. And I love it, man. And my down, white people, white people, I want you to turn the podcast off right now. This is specifically for the black people. For the blacks. <laughs> like, black people, motherfuckers, I'm going to say this shit, and I apologize to all the hosts on this show. Niggas, like niggas, y'all know COVID-19 is affecting us to exponential fucking numbers. But this past weekend, y'all show levels of niggadom that I am so disappointed in. Lines of fucking hundreds of people in line to fight fucking shoes. Nigga. Wait, wait, what shoes are you wearing? What shoes are you wearing today? Fucking Jordans. Fucking Jordans in lines. Hey, Tony, I bought my shit before COVID, so it don't count. All right, it don't count. Wait, 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 wait. You know what? I blame Grego. <laughs> I blame Grego for all this. Because weeks and weeks and weeks ago, if y'all recall, we can all be, we can probably highlight the specific episode. Greg was like, "Yeah, we ain't cashing. Black people ain't cashing it. Yeah, you see that? Black people no, ain't cashing it." No, Tony, that was me. I said it was me. I said the ignorant shit. But black people, the numbers came out. Black people, we are at we. Y'all know he's lighter skin than us. He's closer to white. We are at risk to COVID nineteen. You guys, that propaganda. Governors, telling y'all, the man creeped up into our governors of the major states said that motherfucker people can go back us out. So we lost it. Motherfuckers start shooting each other again. Motherfuckers are outside. COVID nineteen has increased by twenty percent. Like, like understand, motherfuckers don't give a shit about us. Like, you know this. If you know black history, you understand this shit. So sit your fucking ass at home, man. Just chill for a fucking minute, man. Period. Period. Order your shit online. Order like, your shit. order your shit online. Hibbit Sports. Foot Locker. I'm done, man. I'm done. That's my up and my Go. down. Grego, Go. tell them about the jersey. Um, you know, like I said, the, the orders are about to go out in, in production. Uh, so be on the lookout for that in the next couple of weeks. Um, you know, just to kind of uh, cap this off, uh, May is uh, National uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. So, you know, obviously right now, not a lot of people are going out, you know, as far as checking out doctors. There's online resources as well. There's Open Path. There's Calm. There's um, there's another one as well. But yeah, all, yeah, there are online resources 
to check in and, and see where your mental health is. Cause I know staying at home ain't easy. A lot of people out here acting the damn fool, going out to governor's mansions with guns and shit, just trying to get a damn haircut. Like, nah, this shit is- No, oh, Greg, it's only the white people going to the governor's mansion with guns. Stop. Hey. Although, but- Oh, hey, I know a lot of homies that went to get haircuts this weekend. Sorry, sorry. I, I got to cut in. I got a barge in here. What's up? Oh, that's a brilliant statement there. I'd like to play a game of what if we were black? What if they were black? Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, I know we have a 98% like listener group, but nigga, black people can't get away with this shit. Never. Yeah. Not today, not tomorrow, not 20 years from now. Yeah, so... Don't don't be crazy because like I said we're out we're out here having cookouts too we're out here like on the strip on old net acting like uh, your Cozumel acting like nothing's going on trust me. You do say Cozumel. <laughs> hey, CK, hey, Ringo, you hear you hear you hear Greg trying to act like he's ITP now. He's like, yeah, you know old net like he's like he know what's going on. Right, he he's trying to relate to us OTP. This weekend, bro. Me and Rashad and him, we this is the one thing we've all three said. I've seen so many Teslas in one day. I've seen more Teslas in one day going to Grego's house than I have in the last five, six probably the whole year. Listen, listen, white people are like, what a time to be alive because black folks are not outside right now. White people are like, hey, MAGA, MAGA. (laughs) But yes, you know, for us, be careful out here. Like I said, this shit ain't over. So be smart and don't be like order your shit online. Get your damn Jordans online. So yeah. Hey, no, no. If them jer- Jordans need to get a damn culture jersey, baby. A mask <laughs> and, and your culture jersey. So yes. Uh, of course, the, the links are are still on. I the got two. So yeah, make sure you get that. But um, but yes, of course, we'll always uh, be on on the social FTC. UCD. Okay, like I said, for streaming, I'll, I'll take that one. But uh, yes, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, we're still on there, still active and everything. So uh, catch us on there. Like I said, we're trying to apply to this thing as, as hard as we can, you know, giving y'all content uh, as much as we can. So um, like I said, on Friday, we'll be on IG with uh, Rivers93. Looking forward to uh, hooking up with uh, Elias Chenier again. And yeah, we're like, so we'll have a good time. But yeah, um, you know, like I said, just keep, to be smart out here for Ringo, for TK, for Coach, for Rashad, for the culture, Grego, coaches, coaches everywhere. Stay safe in these streets. We'll see y'all soon, and we out.